Hello friends and neighbors and welcome to our CFL preview and prediction episode for week 10. Benny, let's get into it. First matchup, our Bombers hosting Montreal. Looks like it's going to be a crowd of over 30,000. Congratulations to our friend who won the tickets. Enjoy. Have a great game. What are your thoughts on this one? Yeah, the Bombers going for their uh, 400th home victory. Become the first team in the CFL to, to get to that mark. Um, yep. I, I don't have a lot to say on this game. I mean, I expected a lot more of a blowout last week with these teams, but now yep. I'm expecting it at home for the Bombers. I expect them to actually, you know, put this game away early. Uh, my only concern would be, you know, it's a bye week coming up. You know, some guys may be on vacation mode, but knowing this Bomber team, their leaders and their veterans uh, are good at keeping people in check and knowing, hey, we still got one more game. Hold on, your bye week's coming, but you need to focus on this week. So, yeah, Ellingson's back. I think with the bye week so, coming, with the bye week coming, it actually helps them focus on the team that they have in front of them. They're not worried about Calgary coming up the week after or Saskatchewan and Labor Day. So, with this bye week, they know, okay, we have vacation. Montreal is it. Yeah, and, and any lesser team, I would think, okay, the bye week would concern me more, but. No. It's the Bombers, man. We've seen this veteran team, uh, the way they've played so far this season. Yeah. A lot of people are saying, oh, they're lucky that they're 10, uh, 9 and 0, uh, you know, getting by some of these teams. It's just like, well, no, they're yeah. a veteran skilled team. They know oh, what they're doing out there. Yeah, uh, not every, there. yeah, not everything's going to end up being a, a blowout or whatever. Some games are a lot closer than we're expecting, but, yeah, you know, I'm still, uh, still hoping to see them actually trounce a team. And, you know, Montreal would be a good team to trounce. Yeah, you're about to mention Greg Ellingson is coming back. Dude's still eighth in receiving after missing three games. That's crazy. That is crazy. Yeah. And it's nice to finally get that whole receiving core back together with Dembski now back to uh, a few games. Dalton Schoen playing amazing. Yeah. Um, you know, if Oliveira can keep it up as well. And that O-line just needs to give Carlos a little bit better protection than they did last week. He was running around a little bit and he needs to focus a little bit better. But yeah. And then the D, the D is the D, man. I mean, there's not much more you can say on that D. It's it knows when it needs to shut things down, and it's not allowing touchdowns. No one gives enough credit to Donald Rutledge. This guy's leading the team in tackles. Uh, he's up there in the league, top ten, I believe, and he replaced Mercy Maston, a heck of a DB slash Sam linebacker. So props to uh, Donald Rutledge for being such a big cog in that defense. Uh, it hasn't slipped off on that Sam side. Yeah, that's the great thing, right? Because you haven't mentioned his name as being a bad thing at all because he's just played so good. It's just like he's almost been part of this defense for so long. You forget yeah. uh, what he's doing in his first season, right? So yeah. it's it's exciting because then you got Brandon, Brandon Alexander has got to be back sometime soon, hopefully, too, Absolutely. as well. So hopefully after the bye, he's getting in there as well. So this D is going to even get better. Yeah, I'm also really liking watching. I really like watching, liking to watch Janarian uh, Grant's evolution. Like, this yeah. is very close to how Lucky Whitehead started moving on up. Special teams, get him in some packages. Unfortunately, he left Winnipeg to go to BC, so we got to see that full development of Lucky Whitehead. But this guy is very much on the same path. They're really trying to find ways to put the ball in his hands. Yeah, and they should because, you know, we've obviously seen what he can do on kick returns, punt returns. He took one back last week, uh, the punt, uh, punt back. Yeah. So, yeah, get get the, your, the ball into this guy's hands. Give him a little bit of open space and see what he can do. And he'll get you, you know, sometimes when it's looking like, okay, this, this play is going for a loss, he'll still get you five over five yards on it, you know, just because he's so sneaky at getting around the corners and stuff. So, yeah, mm -hmm. use him more, man, and that'll expand Buck Pierce's offense. 
Yeah, I, I'm obviously going to take the Bombers in this one. Yeah. Like, Montreal stayed in the game last week due to the Bombers' mistakes at the beginning of the game. Let's be honest. It's not like Montreal was playing lights-out ball or anything like that. Just too many mistakes on the offensive side, giving them the ball and giving them chances to stay in it. I don't think that's going to happen. Not with this crazy crowd this week. Bombers by two scores in my books. Yeah, I expect fully as well the Bombers to win this game, no problem. And like you said last week, it was almost a tale of two teams, right? Because it was 14-14. And we saw one team tighten up and play better while the other one started making mistakes, taking stupid penalties. And, and then you kind of see the caliber of the, t- the two teams kind of separate themselves, you know, and the Bombers ended up winning the game in that fourth quarter. So I expect this full front for for the Bombers, the whole game, to play that way this time. You taking the Bombers? I'm taking the Bombers. <laughs> <laughs> Mark it down, folks. We're both taking the Bombers at home. Going out on a limb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In front of more than 30,000 000- <laughs> peoples more cowbell please more cowbell yep. let's move on to the battle of the qew the second leg of this four in five weeks matchup toronto and hamilton Ugh. hamilton's just too many injuries Dane evans may be out as well right oh he is out is he out for sure pretty sure that backup uh schlitz is starting schiltz yeah even with Dane Evans in this game, I would still be hard pressed to pick Hamilton. I, I just I don't know. And both of these teams, right? And the Toronto right now is playing the better out of the two, no matter how crappy they both been. Barely, yeah. right? Yeah. And and Toronto's been all over the map. And it's like, okay, they finally got it together, and then they go lose to Ottawa. You know, and yeah. Hamilton, they 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 win a game, and then you're, okay, maybe they're maybe they're turning it around, and then they you know they play good half of football. The second half comes, and it's like, no, still same Hamilton. Yeah. You know, and now you got Schultz going in there. They also lost Braylon Addison. He tore his Achilles, so he's out. They're so in trouble. their receiver core was already pretty weak for the yeah. most part. Um, who else do you have there? Dunbar is really the only other guy there. Um, you know, Speedy Banks returns to Hamilton in this game. Maybe he wants to show them what he what they're missing. So, yeah, it could be exciting. Like both of these teams really got to start leaning on their rushing games. Uh, Toronto is seventh in the league in rushing. When you have Andrew Harris, are you crazy? And Hamilton is sixth yeah. with a pretty decent Don Jackson in their backfield. Like, uh, three last names is not a starting quarterback week to week in the CFL. Uh, so they really have to start rush, uh, leaning on Andrew Harris, I think, uh, for them to go far uh, in, the, in, in the playoffs this year. But this week, yeah, uh, I think it's wrong. Pretty sure, though, Andrew Harris, though, he didn't practice. Uh, he didn't participate. So I'm not sure. Um, Veteran yeah. It was hold, no, he was holding his wrist uh, uh, close oh, to the end of last, last game. game. Yes. Yeah. So you know, I don't know if that injury is still effect- obviously it's still affecting him. And he's not practicing. I don't know if it's tough to keep him out of the game. We'll find out probably yeah. sometime today. But uh, you know, that's a big loss if he's not in there. Absolutely. So that that puts more on uh, BLT's uh, shoulders. So I, I'm I'm going with Toronto, anyways. Um, I may have gone with Hamilton if Evans was playing for sure. I don't know what Schultz can do. And the way Hamilton, Hamilton's been outscored 154 to 58 in the second half and 95 29 in the fourth quarter. Yeah. <laughs> that, is, that is crazy, you know? So uh, I'm going to, I'm going to have to go with Toronto in this game. Yeah. I can see Hamilton coming out and playing a pretty competitive game at the beginning. Uh, there's not much tape on that's available. Um, and they're also, they're at home. So they'll get yeah. a bit of a jump in energy there, but come the end of the game, I think Toronto will get by Hamilton. Uh, in this matchup 
Yeah, totally agree on that. Yeah, the, the one good thing for Hamilton is being at home, so that will definitely help them. Uh, packed crowd in there, usually a pretty good crowd, especially with Toronto in town. So, but yeah, I'm sticking with Toronto. And Van Ziel's still out. That's not good for a young quarterback to have a good tackle yeah. like that out. Not good. Not good. Let's go to the probable matchup of the week. Uh, Saturday evening, BC is visiting Calgary. Game of the week. Yeah. Yeah. Heavy for week sure. Slobber knocker, as your boy Jim Ross would say. Uh, uh, I'm going to take BC in this one. Uh, BC is number one against the pass. They're number one against the rush. They allow them less total yards. Calgary did not look good against Ottawa. Uh, Calgary's not. I think something's going on in Calgary. They lost two to Winnipeg, barely got by Ottawa. Uh, that doesn't look like a competent team. Yeah, I think that that the two losses probably two Winnipeg affected them probably more mentally than they're they probably would would let you know kind of thing. Um, especially when you're coming off a bye and you think you have this team, you yeah. you had some good practices and you're ready and and you're in the game and you're you know you, there's times where they took the lead late in the game. And then the D just couldn't stop the Bombers' offense. So I think that gets and demoralizes you a little bit, right? Absolutely. So your next week, we ex- fully expected them to go into Ottawa and, and pound Ottawa. Uh, but they didn't even score an offensive touchdown, right? Yeah. It's just the the, uh, the INT for uh, TD. Yeah, Titus Wells. BC has also allowed the le- lowest points, right? Only 18.4 points per game. So yeah, I- I'm going to go with BC as well, even though it's in McMahon. Um this to me, uh, this is a preview. These two teams are going to be three more times this season. Yeah. I also believe it's probably a preview of the West semis, um, which is kind of unfortunate that they could probably play each other in the semifinals and one of them is not going to make the finals, right? Mm-hmm. So, so Bo, Bo Levi needs six yards. So we were kind of on that. Six yards to pass Henry Burse. <laughs> you think he'll get it? He'll get it. He'll get it. <laughs> but he's been really unimpressive. Like that slope down yeah. from that injury. He's not looking good. And without possibly carry again that doesn't yeah help. this guy's still on a ham hamstring is not good for any football player but with the running back the way carry plays his hard cuts his drive that's not good they really need him in their offense and also trey robertson's out yeah so, that's a big loss yeah Con- considering bc's offense has uh 16 completions at 30 plus yards they're crazy you know and, and calgary has allowed the league low only 30 plus so it, it's you know it's two powerhouses of these teams kind of colliding but now no Trey Robertson so that's definitely going to affect it we'll see if BC goes you know goes for those bombs and tries to beat Calgary deep a lot or or if they'll play you know a different type of game and go shorter passes but yeah I think the BC offense is probably going to be too much for this Calgary offense to match up with um, the way Calgary's offense is played and yes. without carry yeah, it doesn't really matter short, long passes with this BC team. And you have Lucky Whitehead, Rhymes, Dominic Rhymes. You have uh, Burnham back. run with the ball, Brian Burnham. Get out of here. Like, this, it'll be too much for Calgary, uh, especially missing Kerry and Robertson. So I'm going to take uh, BC to win on the road. Yep. So far, we're on the same path because I'm taking BC as well. All right, all right. Let's see if this path veers for the last game, the last matchup. Saskatchewan is visiting Edmonton, uh, Edmonton, Edmonton. <laughs> this Chris You're obviously Jones. picking Edmonton because they're your team, right? No way. Bombers are my team. What are you talking about? You better put that trash back in the garbage. It, it, in the predictions game, you're, this is your team, not not a CFL fandom. Yo, look at this. I took them, what, <laughs> twice and I went 50%? Come on now. Anyone who takes Edmonton and gets a win out of it is, knows what they're doing. Uh, but I'm not taking them this week. Saskatchewan had the week off to get healthy. Fajardo had some time to breathe. 
get away from the team, he says, because uh, he just felt he was getting frustrated. So I think they're going to come back. I don't think Chris Jones has this going on at all. Steve McAdoo, their O coordinator, just ugh, yuck. Yeah, it's horrible. Yeah, I think we expected a little bit too much of the Elks this season with Chris Jones taking over and not realizing what he was going to do the way he's tore this team apart. Yeah. And, you know, it's like it, it's basically an experiment every week. Take these guys out, bring you guys in, you know, and, and he's just seeing what fits. And I guess maybe next year it'll work out and they'll they'll take off a little bit better. But I agree with you. Saskatchewan's probably going to win this game. Uh, not even going to be an issue. Edmonton hasn't won at home since 2019. That's 11 games. <laughs> so, yeah. and like you say, Pajardo had time now to rest up, clear his mind a little bit. Will he be better in the second half of the season as the second half starts to get closer? We'll see. But, yeah. you know, in, in, that knee may still be affecting him and it probably will still be affecting him for the rest of the season. So, yeah. But apparently he's uh, going to be wearing that uh, brace for the rest of the season as precautionary. Yeah. Three game losing streak for Saskatchewan right now, but I'm pretty sure that's going to end this weekend. Yeah. Yeah, so both of us, Saskatchewan on the road, poor Edmonton. Poor Edmonton. As, as much as I'd love to see Edmonton actually win this game, you know, because, well, either way, one of these two teams, and it's probably Saskatchewan, are going to make the playoffs as a crossover. You know, and, and Saskatchewan winning this game could almost solidify that spot if Hamilton ends up losing to Toronto, right? Yeah. You know, they're, they've already got, they'll have a three-game lead on Hamilton. Um, so, although Saskatchewan does play a lot of the games in the West, you know, yeah, left over where Hamilton heavy west. Yeah, Hamilton's got a lot of games in the east, so we'll see. But I think this crossover battle is going to be over pretty quick, anyways. Yeah, friends and neighbors, don't forget to uh, give us a like. Put in your predictions in the comments below. Uh, thank you all for sharing your power rankings also in the last episode. That was great. Uh, speaking of playoffs, should the CFL change the playoff format? Yes. Either either change the format or go to one division. Mm-hmm. Like I said, it's it's it'll be unfair if Calgary BC are playing each other in the West semi. Yeah. Then at that point, then you have one of those two teams possibly against the Bombers, right? Yeah. And that's the that's the West final. Now all of a sudden, whoever wins that game could end up playing Toronto, who ends up eight and ten. You know, it's a little unfair in that way that any team that has a losing record gets to host a game and has a easy path to yeah. possibly making the Grey Cup final. I, I don't think that's good for the league at all. Not a good look. Yeah, I don't care, actually. I think it's great if a losing team makes it to the Grey Cup. It doesn't happen often. We don't see 2001 happen very often in the CFL. That's a rarity. And also, if you change the format where it's a top six getting in, or if it's one division, you're going to have two or three teams come Labor Day where fans don't care and they're not going to show up. And with a gate-driven league, that's going to be a killer uh, especially in markets like BC or Toronto. If they're out at Labor Day, no one's going to come to those games. So I think it's imperative that until this is like a TV-driven league, that you keep everyone as competitive as you can to the last weeks possible. Uh, so that's why I went more business than actual competitiveness. Uh, I would keep it the way it is right now. I get that, but I also want to see the two best teams kind of in the final. And I know sometimes, a lot of times that doesn't happen anyways. You know, teams yeah. end up losing. Obviously, we, you talk about 2001, you know, 8 and 10 Calgary beating the Bombers. So, you know, it happens. It'll happen. It's football. It's one game a week. Anything yeah. can happen, right, in that game. So, but I still would love to be able to see, you know, there was a chance that Winnipeg could play BC or Winnipeg could play Calgary or something like that, right? Yeah. And the East has been it just it's overly terrible this year compared to other years you know like we've talked about okay usually there's one or two teams that are really good in that east mm-hmm. and you know 
and they battle it out for first. But this year, it's it's really only one that's decent. It's not we can't even say Toronto's good, uh-huh. you know. And they've gotten by by beating teams in the East pretty much. So I don't know. I don't like it that way. But I do agree with you in in a sense that hey, if Ottawa was completely out of it, no one's going to Ottawa games. If Toronto is completely out of it. Oh. Their their ten thousand is down to five thousand. Right? It's just like yeah. it wouldn't be good for the league in that way. I I do agree on that end. Yeah, it's it's a, such a conversation. Like, it doesn't happen every year. It's usually when there's such huge difference between teams, where it's like, oh, we'd love to see the top two make it to the Grey Cup. Uh, but yeah, well, I'm sure that conversation will keep happening as long as there's a big. Oh, gap. it's it, like you said. It's probably happening a lot right now. The West. It's been tilted for the West for how many years now? Uh, like uh, comp or standings wise, right? Yeah, it's been so Ottawa tilted at West. Yeah, and then, you know, so it's been tilted that way, so you're kind of looking at going all the time, going, all oh, the East has been sucking forever. It hasn't. Hamilton's been, had pretty good teams. There was a pretty good duel uh, last year for positioning in there between Toronto, Hamilton, and Montreal. That was so, a good one. Yeah, so, I mean, it it it, it does have a, a benefit. And I, I like seeing the East way better than what they are, usually. I like to see a competitive league all around and not expecting okay, a team to go in and play the East and win no problem. Right, half our predictions half the time have us picking West teams over the East teams. So, yeah, the only time the East we pick the East is when they play each other. Yeah, share your thoughts, friends <laughs> and neighbors. Should the CFL change its playoff format? Benny, do you have anything to say to our friends out there? Uh, you know what? Thanks a lot for listening. Thanks a lot for entering the contest. Um, hopefully, uh, I think it's Chris ends up having a wicked time at the game tonight. Um, have a good weekend. Make some noise. Make some noise. Have fun watching the game tonight. And in the famous words of LeVar Burton, we'll see you next time. Hey, friends and neighbors, don't forget to check us out online on Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter at Ray Denny Sports. And don't forget to check out our YouTube channel. Leave a like. Leave a comment. Tell us what you think.